and violence, which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Rental discretion is advised. Hey, this is Dave. And this is Brett from Revocation. You're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. What the fuck is up, and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorkreis with me. Welcome back to Phantasm. Everyone give a warm welcome to the one, the only, Dr. Vincent West! And happy Halloween, I guess, is in order, so... Getting there. Got Grant Kramer starring in this one. Uh, this is actually from my vault. This is this is out, but I'm I'm gonna do the old fashioned. We're gonna let the doctor introduce this. This is surprising. This is actually, <clears throat> and Corey picked this out for our guests, and um, we got Dave and fucking Brett from Revocation. Love these guys. Doctor had a, a killer fucking interview with these dudes. I did. Uh, the outer ones is out now. Uh, Metal Blade Records. It it fucking rips. You can imagine Revocation. It's it's gonna be a, a nasty fucking death metal album so uh but doctor what do we got since it's the outer ones is the release of the album then we've got yeah. some folks from outer space killer clowns from outer space where do they come from why are they here why clowns Laugh your head off. Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. Rated PG-13. Starts Friday, May 20th at a theater near you. 1988. Uh, this is fucking filmed in Santa Cruz. 88. Huh? 88. Wow. Uh, Santa Cruz. You got uh, Stephen Chiodo that was the director. Uh, wrote the, you know, written with his uh, brother Charles Chiodo. And the effects for this were fucking amazing. Um, you got John Vernon, who does an incredible job. John Vernon's great. Yeah, he's, fucking, he's, We've had him. He's part of the Phantasm alumni at this point. Yeah. He's not that we've had of, him on or anything. He's been it's a ton of stuff we've done. He is. Um, he's, he's just a badass. And in this movie, as you see the goodwill here, I mean, he's just a... I mean, he's just a great personality on screen, and he always... Uh, as you see, a production designer, Charles Cheeto. I mean, the, the Cheeto brothers really just made their own in this film. And, you know, as far as the costume design and the just the wackiness of this movie, but how actually, like, well-made this movie is. I mean, with the practical effects and... Um, and the makeup effects, of course, were done by Chester Cheeto, the Cheeto's brothers. <laughs> uh, special makeup yeah, effects by Chester Cheeto. You also have the Cheeto... The Cheeto Brothers also, which uh, founded uh, Cheetos. They were so nice to get back to Corey about coming on our podcast, too. So just remember, next time you see the Cheetos, just tell them they're pretty cheesy. Just tell them they got uh, killer snacks from outer space. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, 
Yeah, Edward Cheeto, Stephen Cheeto, Charles Cheeto all produced this film. So there's just and then Chester Cheeto. They just got a bunch of Cheetos in this. Um, but yeah, this, this is a cult classic. You know, it's one of those movies you can bring up and somebody you know in the crowd will know what the fuck this is. I would like to say one thing about this movie. And this is the Arrow U.S. cut, the first one we've gotten here in the states. I know on all the the Blu-ray forums, whenever this was announced, that all the the Brits were fucking showing their little dongs and like, hey, we've had this shit for four years. Let's release something different. It's like, well, right. you get everything else. Us in the states, this is the. If you realize they've they just had, got House by the Cemetery too, which burns my ass. Yeah, and they got um, City of the Living Dead. That's the other one. Yeah, that up. that pisses me off because it's like, here you get all these fucking collectible card fucking things and you get like a four disc collector's zero but 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 I will give Arrow credit they gave us schlock and they didn't get it in Europe and they gave us torso too they didn't get that either nope they got Um, schlock we got schlock but um schlock is the same type of film as this amazingly it's very very campy and well it's out uh, there and they don't it's unapologetic you know they're just like here it is I fucking love it it's just goofy on purpose I'm glad you think it looks cool no it's awesome and that old bitch fucking. She's just like. Oh, she looks like she's looking at a fucking Tootie's wiener. <laughs> she's like, God, a bomb pop. It's just hard. And I want to. I want to take a second also to apologize guys for the studio quality tonight. This is an impromptu because Travis Tritt has had some problems with his country tour. We're keeping. So <laughs> we're uh, we're doing it old school just for you guys. We're yeah, we're keeping it old school tonight and the. You know, the old Phantasm uh, headquarters it's here. It's just for you, and... and uh, Normally we're in a studio, but it's a little late, so we're just kind of, you know, doing the thing. Like I said, Travis, Travis Tritt is on tour, and that's and that's our producer, and he... Uh, we wish <laughs> Travis Tritt all the best with his, his cow dog recently, and I wish him all the best with that. Anyway, um, some more tasteless jokes. It's a funny thing. Christopher Titus... Has a role in this film. It was actually like you know the the, the comedian Christopher Titus is in this movie somewhere. And uh, yes, those those prints you hear walking around are all tootie. He's showing his ass this evening, <laughs> as he does when we were been showing his ass all night long. I think we're about to get it again when <clears throat> we have a special guest for you guys tonight. And I'm not talking about Revocation. They are our main featured guests, and I want to thank both of those gentlemen for their time. But I'm referring to Wheelchair Fucker. Wheelchair Fucker Wheelchair is Fucker's about to come back and play on his phone and eat Taco Bell and <laughs> get it all over Tootie's couch bed. That's you what got, he does. You got Michael Siegel here. Michael S. Siegel, who is uh, one of the the Terenzi brothers. I've actually reached out to be on the podcast. I think it would just be funny. Um, haven't heard back. He hasn't been in anything but this and Three Fugitives. So, but it it would just be funny to have one of those little ice cream men fucking buttholes on here. <laughs> It'd just be funny. Um, it would actually would be funny, but it's just a you know. Although we've had the ultimate ice cream man in horror that you could ever have on any podcast, Reggie Bannister. That's right. We've had the ice cream man, other than uh, Ron Howard's brother, Clint Howard. 
That's we'll the other that. ice cream. We'll man. get to that. I have a copy of that elusive movie. And one day we'll get Reggie and Clint Howard on at the same time. That would just be amazing. It'd be ice cream man versus ice cream man. Of course, Reggie's still the he would he would fuck him up. Yeah, I'm Reggie's sorry. gonna win. I mean, he would just have that. Although Clint gets extra points from me for being in uh, the Wraith. So, oh yeah. I like I like him I really do. I want to give a shout out to one of our fans. His name is Doug Dobbs, and Doug is a great guy. And we love you, Doug. Doug, thank you for he's a fellow always always telling me about something I may have missed, and I hope I'm able to tell you about some movie you've missed or an album maybe you've missed. And here's what I want to shout out about Doug. He's a, he's a true Blu-ray collector. Other than you know, <laughs> I've seen a few people with some walls and shelves, but this this motherfucker has. His Blu-rays and his DVDs mixed in, and he doesn't give away any of them. They're just... It's its just his entire... There's like an entire part of his house that's just movies. It's very impressive. He does movie marathons all the time. You know, he used to go over to his house and watch his little... He'll do the heavy metal horror nights, and he'll do the vampire horror nights, and, uh, you know... He is a serious, he, serious dude about his shit. Yeah, and he he knows how to throw some good marathons. He's a hardcore movies. gamer too. Oh, fuck yeah! So so Doug, props to you. Um, Speaking of games, I want to touch on this real quick. I don't normally plug video games on this podcast. The Spider-Man game for PS4 is worth every penny. It has the Ghostbusters Firehouse in it. Good night. Yes. Have you found that yet? No, but I'm barely been able to play it. Um, the other thing I want to plug is. Um, and again, I don't normally do this on the podcast. <clears throat> it's something you'll see on our page. Um, my album of the month is the new Behemoth record. But there's something else that came out this month. Um, and for those that just can't wait, next November is this Hate Eternal. Um, of course. But I wanted to tell you about a record. And I wanted to kind of reach out to everybody. And of course, I'm going to... I, as always, I will try to reach out to this band and get them on the podcast. I don't think that's going to be a problem. And I wanted to thank Adam from Rivers of Nile for suggesting this to me. But I want to let you guys know... That episode's coming as well, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Because last time we, we threw the interview up, but I think second time around, I think the Rivers guys, they'll get a full-length feature from, from Phantasm. These guys are pretty fucking dope. I want to tell you guys about a band, and it it has got to be the best debut I've heard in years. Um, I'm you a huge them fan last of, night, and I was blown away. I'm a huge fan of this band, and the band I'm referring to is Outer Heaven from Nasty. Pennsylvania. On Relapse have, Records. Yep, they have a record called Realms of Eternal Decay. And the artwork and the album and the it's it's the artwork by a, a guy named Michael Sticker, who does the artwork for a little band from Dallas, Texas called Power Trip. Uh, so, if you guys are familiar with that band, Outer Heaven, sorry, Power Trip. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, it's actual death metal. This is this is the first. It's like group of guys Outer Heaven is me just that sound like ridiculous. They've got it together. They got like a kind of like a doom vibe going for them as far as vocals and intensity, but they sound like a morbid angel to me. Um, it does. I mean, it really does. It sounds like old morbid angel, like covenant morbid angel. It's just, but 
there's a lot more to it than that. They're actually very authentic. They're very well, the vocals are brutal. I think. Yeah, they're very new. They're very unique sounding, but they have the vibe of like old school, definitely Morbid Angel, like like nineteen ninety, kind of like early nineteen nineties fucking. Death Onward metal. to Gola, whatever they sound like. Golgotha, that. Yeah. yeah, they sound like that, and they sound and, and shout out to the Incantation guys and. But um, it's it's really really good, and it's worth it's worth. Picking first time out. I heard them was last night. Doctor hits me up and was like. Flipping out about Outer Heaven. Of course, he's been waiting to get them on and and uh, brought them to my attention and was like, when you get off the phone, just just fucking go listen to him. It's like, all right, I'll go listen to him. And I was not disappointed. I've been listening to him ever since. Was, I'm not even going to play any of it for you. Just buy it. Thirty minutes. It's guaranteed to kick you in the pants. And I will tell you what. I'll tell you what. And a lot of people would probably shun me for this, but I, I'll tell you what. There, there's been some really good stuff come out. The, the new Deicide's really good. The new Behemoth's really good. The, yeah, these are just good. recent releases. The new, uh, I think, the new Afar is really good. It is. There's some really good stuff. But I'm going to tell you something right now. In my opinion, over all of those records, God, give me this Outer Heaven thing all day long. It oh, it's, literally, it's got so much playability. It's just nasty yeah. old school death metal. And honestly. If it doesn't tear your fucking nutsack in half and shove it up your ass so you can taste it in your tonsils, the only you're not record, listening to the right. The only record. record that I've listened to more than this is the latest gruesome record. Yeah, Twisted Prayers is a good pick that up. And Another relapse uh, release. Both of those records, and then of course at the very top of that mountain is still for me the Monstrosity record. Oh, it's, it's amazing. And passes the existence, and then. Uh, no, look, those other releases are great. Yeah. I love the new Behemoth. I love the new Deicide. I love the I love the new Aborted. I'm just I'm just telling you for for my money, right? And and I'm assuming a lot of the folks that listen to us are younger. Uh, the Outer Heaven thing, man. And all your revocation boys fans, are fucking. You, know, you guys are them. into the modern death metal scene. You guys check out Outer Heaven. Yeah, the you got the Outer Ones out by Revocation right now. Our boys, thank you for coming on. Very nice. Uh, this this one's for you, for for David and for Brett. Um, but you got Outer Ones as a new band. You got Outer Heaven. I mean, it's we're in an outer. This is an outer episode. It is. We're, you got. We're promoting the Outer Ones. I'm out of revocation. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor West is outer jail. I am. You I'm got very out, happy to be out. He, he's high on Outer Heaven. His new favorite band. I am. And we got Killer Clans from Outer Space. Uh, so. <laughs> This is the outer fantastic. Well, and episode. I want to say something real quick. I, there is no better feeling than walking into a store. I bought the new Outer Heaven, and I got fucking brain damage from Arrow, and I was like, "It's nasty." Yeah, and we got the I've been killer clowns from Arrow that you haven't seen yet. Yeah, so. yeah. This is what do you beautiful. think of the prints? It's beautiful. It's a yeah. very nice print, and and, and, and this is a it, this you... is an easy upgrade. Like I, I, I read. Uh, I go on a forum, and you guys are welcome to come on there and say whatever you want. High depth digest. I, yeah, well, the the DVD talks the main one that I that sink one's my good. teeth into. The High Depth Digest is a lot of Brits. That it's very that's important. where I started. It's very important. going on. Very since important. you told me about it years ago. But DVD and talk. Well, no, I was going to tell everybody about it. If you go on there, they will actually tell you what to double dip on. <coughs> now, a lot of the people that review on there, and I respect them for this, they'll tell you to skip it. Right. A lot of movies that I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you to buy, like the new Puppet Master. I'm going to tell you to buy it, and they're going to tell you to skip it. But these guys don't really focus on horror. 
as they do content. These are also the same people that would tell me to skip it on a lot of Vincent Price movies that I buy or um, you know any of the splatter gore stuff that Corey and I both buy. But you know, hey, that, that's their opinion, and that, and that, and it's duly noted. But um, the only other thing that I can recommend to you guys that's out right now that I'm that I'm blown away by is the uh, Scream Factory version of uh, Exorcist Two, which I haven't seen yet. So um, looking forward to it. And an, and another thing that I want to talk about, and this is more of just to let you guys know as consumers, and I wanted to talk to Corey about this. I've been charged for the goddamn limited lithograph poster creep show and they ain't shit it got they got delayed did you not get the email no here it is they're like hurricane katrina part seven happened you remember the thing from synapse years ago where it's like we had a hurricane happen and now we can't send stuff here's what happened hang on it's coming from fucking kentucky the funny thing was is it's coming from kentucky here's the funny thing though it's like I try to look it up a million times because you asked me about it. You're like, when does the actual... We have a very special guest this evening. And then Corey's going to continue because I interrupted. I actually didn't know who that was. I was like, who the fuck is coming in the house right now? Ladies and gentlemen. It is. Wheelchair fucker. There he is. Wheelchair fucker. My good friend, he's here. Wheelchair fucker from outer space. He's going to try to eat his shit, but... uh, This isn't your fucking food. Tuna, come here. Hopefully not. Um... Yeah, important information about your Scream Factory order, which you told me the other day. You were like, "When does this ship?" Because mine hasn't like taken my money. Then they billed me. I was like, "My money got taken out like two days after I pre-ordered." It was like forty-two ninety-seven done, and I was like, "Forty-seven? It's like fifty bucks." Mine was forty-two something. Uh, This is what this is for everybody else that pre-ordered Creep Show. What is that? Fire. Is that from? Taco I Bell? These, I got these at Pilot. I stopped there on the way. Oh. I just saw these. I'm like, what the hell are these? I'm like, I gotta get them. You don't have to feed me some of those. So as you may already know from social media or our newsletters, over the summer there was an industry-wide upheaval in the disc manufacturing process. I didn't know that because I'm not... Okay. That's really interesting. That's for weird. our fans, too. Um, due to the closure of the last major U.S. disc no. manufacturing plant... No All disc manufacturing has now moved to one plant in Mexico, and that's led to delayed shipments for most of our releases. So they basically everything that's been happening in the U.S. with the manufacturing, they fucking turned it over to Mexico to do it. Thanks for sticking with us in this chaotic time. Once again, we are chasing a timeline, but we have confirmation that product for Creepshow has arrived in our distribution center which they have photos of it on their Twitter account to prove that they've had the shipments, it has arrived. Based on the early samples we've seen, the set is fantastic. As you are reading this email, the team in our shipping facility is rolling the lithographs and posters for those who ordered early, which is the doctor and I. Because of the extra time and care involved, these orders will take longer to process and may ship a few days later after the orders for just the Blu-ray. We are planning to ship all Creepshow orders to arrive on or before the October 23rd, 2018 date. Many of our competitors have chosen to change their street dates on key titles. We are working through this production slowdown as best as we can and making every effort to maintain street dates. 
just want to deliver quickly to you as possible and we can get as close to the promised date as possible. So again, thank you for supporting us here at shoutfactory.com. Really appreciate your passion for the things we do and appreciate you bearing with us during this transition. So the fact that it's been outsourced is interesting. Um, he's not I have something to tell you about what they told me. He's not going to do anything. He's going to sit there and want you to feed him. So I asked... Okay, here's the deal. I that, asked, isn't that crazy, though? No, I mean, and we're going to talk about that. The, I want to tell you guys, though, what they told the me. The ship date was on the 19th. So it's only about four days difference where it's going to ship on the 23rd. Okay, here's what chaps my ass, though. We were supposed to get it two weeks early. We did not... But we're still going to get it two weeks earlier than Amazon or any of the other stuff. Right, which is great. It's still going to be earlier for us. Yeah, they delayed it to like November or something. But my, my point is, for, for people... Well, you just said that, and they did, because I just looked it up. No, they're going to... We're going to get it by the 23rd. Originally, we were going to get it by the 19th. So no, originally, we were supposed to get it two weeks before the 23rd, because that's what it says online. Right. But it's still going to be before the actual street date because the street date isn't until. I mean, we're getting it. We paid for it. I feel like I got fucked by it. But but I just want to say this: the same thing with uh, Texas Chainsaw. But that one's in limbo. First, it was the artwork. Then it's like copyright issues now. So that thing's in straight limbo. I don't even know. No, it's got a street date. It does now. It's like December sixteenth. That bitch was going to come out in like early November. I think the funny thing is September. They moved. They moved it twice. Yeah. And now it's December 16th, The Next Generation. It was the first thing. It was like the actors, which is Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger, were throwing a fit about them being They featured. didn't just throw a fit. They threatened to sue Shoutfact. They were featured in the artwork, and they do not want to be noticed for that You film. know what's awesome, though? Even though that was the whole selling point for that film in theaters was the fact that they were on that film. The artwork poster. is actually restored. It, you, when you, if you pre-ordered it, which I didn't, it sold out. It no. still has the original artwork. Well, not only does it have that, it's got a poster of them with us. It's ridiculous. And it should, because that's that's like their first and worst movie, and it should be known. I'll defend that movie till I'm dead. He, uh, Wheelchair Fucker and I watched that recently. It's a great movie, but... It's good. It's like... Uh, you should seriously watch it again. And did you know there is a different cut of it that they're putting in there? A producer's cut It's just cut they're acting as like the Attack of the Clones of a fucking sequel to That's kind of funny movie. about Renee it's, Zellweger it's and so bad. Matthew McConaughey, though. It's like he's, that, this he's is like one of their best movies. Leatherface in It's Amazing, though, and he's dead. No, I love Leatherface. He's dead. I love him in that That movie. guy that's playing. Yeah. You told me that. I think we were doing another different podcast. Because I love the fucking makeup... Leatherface, like the drag shit, that's my favorite Leatherface. And he's like extra in that movie. It's not like the end of the original. He's how got like the fucking died? wig. Do we, do and we know, can we give a shout out to him for Halloween? Yeah, let me see. Um, Robert Jacks. I think that's who it is. Wow. Yeah. That's Thank a good you. one. See, Thank that's you. why we have Wheelchair Fucker. He brings out he the rules. Best. And, and, if you want to know about an obscure band, he knows. Uh, and actually, hold on. I'm going to bring those mine. Real quick, if I may. Outer Heaven. Yes or no? Should yeah. they buy it? Yeah. He really likes it. Yeah. Hey, this is this is if you if you can impress this man, if you can impress if you can press the wheel, then then you can then you, you've got a quality. Help me prize. think of a good title for this. Instead of stump the the trunk, we have wheelchair fucker stump. Good luck. With oh, that. um, stay on the ramp. <laughs> yeah. Ramp the tramp. I don't know. Don't stay on the ramp. 
See, this is great. Look at that print of this. It really is I mean, nice. Uh, we haven't talked this about this. This is the arrow yet. print of this, by the way. Oh, uh, Killer Clowns. This is the Blu-ray. It's the it's a if I'm not mistaken, it's a 4K restoration. Everybody, oh, on, it is. Everybody on these is. fucking forums that are from Britain. I don't care. You've had the same print twice. Us in the U.S. have never had it look this good. So. Yeah, they got a steel book too. Those pricks. Yeah, and it's got you know. Fuck you guys. This looks fucking amazing. It's fuck little... you, fuck you, and suck cock. Yeah. Thank you. Um, let's go into. I know we had like a thing pending, but doggy, I know you're hungry. Well, go in, go into the whole production thing. I'm wrong with you talking about that. What is it about that? About that hauled? I didn't know nothing about it. Oh, I don't know. Goddamn, you can't just get physical media. We're having to have a goddamn bootlegged into this motherfucker. Other than a goddamn black market to get my goddamn collector. Other than that email, I had no idea that we were in like uh, trade, like U.S. trade limbo with fucking Blu-rays. I had no idea that they were. Thanks, thank you, fucking Donald Trump. That they were that they're being outsourced to Mexico to produce fucking Blu-ray discs. I had no idea that was a thing. Trump has something to do with that. Yes, I'm sure. We're putting sanctions Goddamn on NASA stuff. Goddamn NAFTA agreement. But here, putting <laughs> sanctions on stuff. Um, but We're going to build that wall. We're going to keep them... I don't want to get out. into politics. Let's go into uh, no. something better. Um, I need to do something real quick before we go in. In the, in the words of Chuck... This is very important that I that I bring this up. We'll do the altering the future here. I haven't done... Yeah, I want to do that, but this is real important. that I want to mention these re- releases because they were last minute. First of all, Corey is going to shit his pants... <laughs> and second of all, this is very important that I tell you guys. I'm going to shit on top of. No, you seriously are going to because I haven't heard you mention these, so you don't know about them. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do it. Give me just one second, kids. These are some movies that you have to have. This is a wheelchair-like situation because if you shit your pants, you, somebody's got to clean you up, and then you got to yeah. you got to flip you on your side. And you're going to work with me a second because this is not. We're going to have to take the pit crew out there and change wheelchair fuckers' tires for him for a minute. After he's defecated himself. It happens. Yeah, you're definitely H-A. going to after that taco baco. The taco hell. You're gonna you're gonna need some rotating of them tires. Okay, these are some last minute Blu rays that I want to mention to you guys, and when you listen to this, this is very important if you're so a fan these of this are stuff. ones I haven't mentioned to you, so therefore These you are things you don't know about. Okay. Let's do it. And these are very important. These are huge releases. Um, and the, the reason that this is so important to tell Corey about this is because one of his favorite films is, is being launched with this stuff. I just have to find the... You're well, I, to loved, be... I love this scene, by the way, with the uh, puppet show here in the gazebo, which is a very weird scene. This, this guy's haircut's weird. I know a lot of people that look like this dude watching this puppet show. That makes it even more weird with his, like, starter... Uh, zip up jacket. We're gonna start with this just because this is such a huge release for me. Starter, Arrow is putting out Schlock, which yep. is one of my favorite movies. Um, it's John Landis's first film, or one Rick of his Baker. first films, rather. And of course, we have also from Arrow, we have Torsos coming out. Can't wait. We already got some um, possible uh, guest episode lined up for that. We'll. We'll, we'll figure all that out as we move on. Okay. Here's the actual... Now, this is where I was like... Boom. Holy fucking shit. Got turned into fucking... Sony is finally releasing on the 23rd the Tom Savini Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. I saw that. 
Okay, but that's not that's not what you're going to show. It's not the big one. No, this is not. That's just very important. And I want to also mention for any oh, besides myself one. and Corey, any cold check the Night Stalker fans. The Night Strangler is now available on Blu-ray from Kino Lober, and oh, The yeah. Night Stalker is available from Kino Lober. Those are the two TV movies that he did before doing Cold Check the Night Stalker. As an actual series. Anyway. Correct. Um, another thing I'm excited about that's coming out, that, although this which is until next year, is a lot. You familiar with Cold Check the Night Stalker, which the doctor got me... Get familiar with it. And it got me familiar with the series. If you like the X-Files, you need a precursor to that. Or a fucking bitchin' ass detective just hunting down like monsters and shit. Call Jack Knight Stalker. There you go. It's really good stuff. Have fun. It's like Scooby Doo for adults. It's amazing. Um, I'm watch. super stoked that Screen Factory's putting out Howling Three. I think I, I thought I was the only person in the world that liked it. It's bitchin'. Um, Dig it. These, this is where my my list keeps going. These are all important things that that I, I want to hear the the surprise that's gonna make me shit my already shit. I, I haven't got there yet. I'm getting oh, there. Oh god. The Blood Island collection from Severin is bought. So excited to get that. I love those movies. They're fucking insane. I haven't seen them in years. They were shot in like fucking Portugal or something. The Philippi- they were shot in the Philippines, excuse me. Would you deliver her pizza? I want. I actually want to see these clowns fucker, like gang fucker. But now, if you're all Look, ready... Dr. West. So you want to see all three of those clowns gang fucker? Yeah, it sounds like a porno. Give her those give her that fucking cotton candy. Yeah, these are... Weird. <laughs> this movie would actually be better if all these clowns right at this scene were intro you know. They're doing these little telegrams we're giving these women fucking pizzas and little candies and they just like start fucking porking them. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you're good. I'm 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 still trying to find That's not it. Like, you guys will have to forgive me. What when I found these, I couldn't believe it, and they come out the twenty third of October. Ding dong, who is it? So I had to, I had to hurry penis. and order them because I was like, well, that's weird. All the films, by the way, is released in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I'm not really sure why. Yeah, because Screen Factory already did. But right, I don't know if that's out of print now or what. The coolest thing I think Olive released was Dirty Work on Blu-ray, which I own. It's okay, a very good print. My wheelchair fucker probably has. Why don't you get a horse and go live in the mountains someplace and don't bother anybody? Got a personality like a dead moth. <laughs> you baby gorilla. Okay, here we go. Why don't you get a job at the zoo and stop bothering people? Fat, fat, fat when you slip marbles come off of your ass. <laughs> I'll make sure you're tearing tickets off in Kuwait. And everybody's second saying. Yeah, sadly we lost Don Rickles. I think it was last year, the year yeah. before. So that really sucks. Hold on, it's like minute. men in black who like to have sex with each other. Like, hey, that alien looks like a hot guy. Yeah, we better have sex with it. <laughs> Note to self: Sam just looked at the screen. No one knows. Make sure the real of it. Okay, what I'm going to do now is I'm actually going to go to the website so I can actually find it. Dirty Work's a movie I can quote probably as much as I can quote Ghostbusters. It's probably about the same. And, and for you guys out there listening, not them quoting, but for what I'm trying to find, this is this was huge, and this is this is a big deal to Corey, even though he doesn't know what it is. And I love that the senior the the print for this is just beautiful. The arrow cut. Okay. And the the Cheeto brothers do such a good job of the practical effects and the costumes in this film. Okay, here we go. You ready? 
looks so good. If you guys, I don't care if you're in Britain and you have this cut, just buy it already. I had a lot of uh, fans arguing me back and forth on these forums where they were like, this is just the same print with different artwork. Okay, well, you're on High Depth Digest. You're on these fucking collector Blu-ray sites. Like, why isn't just another slipcase in the print something you don't want to rebuy? Like, you know, this was released in Britain and the U.S. This is the first U.S. Blu-ray cut from Arrow of this film. Other than that, we've only had, like, the six ninety nine Walmart cut with, like, the, you know, the, the sticker promo art on the front. This was the first, like, really nice anniversary release we've ever had for this film. So, why wouldn't you rebuy this movie? You know, the artwork's beautiful. The reversible poster art's really good. You know, you had the steelbook of this that had similar artwork on it. And, you know, the the slipcase is beautiful for it. The print's really good. What's... What's not to like about the rebuy value of this? You know, you, know, you said you wanted one of these, so let's try it. What's this book. one? The fire chips? Yeah. All right, wheelchair fuckers presented me with a, a Dorito fire chip. It's like a it's like a taco actual Taco Bell uh, themed Dorito chip. Yeah, so it's packaged exclusively by Taco Bell Corporation. So these have nothing to do with Frito Life. So this is a Taco Bell chip right here. A fire chip. I immediately taste the uh, Diablo seasoning. Pretty That's sure you love this movie. I could be wrong, but holy shit, it's happening! October twenty third. It's Warner Archive. My favorite Christopher Lee movie ever made is being put on Blu-ray. Attention by the doctor. Dracula AD 19 fucking 72 god damn it that's my favorite like oh shit that's amazing that is awesome thank you when does that come out is Warner Archive it ships it ships this Tuesday but yeah it's Warner Archive that's Warner Archive that's putting out Dracula AD 1972 oh my god yeah I about shit when I saw it we gotta do that one I got a couple guests that would love to give that too and that's saying a lot that's Besides Lost Boys, I knew you hadn't mentioned it, and I was like, I got to surprise him with it, and I figured. Besides the best Lost time. Boys and Fright Night and John Carpenter's Vampires, honestly, that's fucking Hammer Horror, baby. It's I would I would have to go. Lost Boys is still my favorite vampire Dracula. movie. Dracula eighty nineteen seventy two has got to be number two, and then it would be Fright Night because. That is my favorite old school Dracula movie, and it's my favorite Christopher Lee movie. These aren't good for you. It's just really fucking good. And if I'm not mistaken, that one is uh, public domain still. No, it's owned by Warner Brothers. Is that it's Dracula Rides Out? The Devil Rides. Out. Devil Rides Out. That one is no. The Devil Rides Out is owned by Hammer Horror, and they've never released a copy of it on Blu-ray here in America. It's all. I'm pretty sure it's public domain still. And they have Prince Darkness coming out. Um, I think Scream Factory did that one. Is uh, is that the girl who played Carol Ann? I don't know. In Poltergeist, it kind of looks like her. Now, and this this scene right here is beautifully. Look at that. Beautiful print. I don't care. You guys can buy this movie many times. Oh. 
I've got my music list ready if you're All right. ready to go yeah. back in time. Altering the future. Chuck, lead us in. Of course, uh, we haven't done this in a long time, but if you guys are familiar with Altering the Future, Phantasm Podcast, we'll take you into the year the film that we're featuring is made. We're going to give you the, the year that the movies, and we're going to give you the music. Uh, even if we repeat it, we do it every episode, so suck a dick. First one, 1988. We're going to do The Great Outdoors. Dan Aykroyd, John Candy. Very underrated comedy. It's awesome. Awesome. We've got Red Heat, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, one of the best, very underrated uh, Christmas movie. For those of you already thinking about Christmas like fucking psychopaths when it's not even Halloween yet. we got Scrooge, Bill Murray. Love that film. Uh, you got the Deadpool, Clint Eastwood. You got Above the Law, some Steven Seagal. Uh, you got Rambo 3, which I love. You got Young Guns, and that's fucking Keeper Sutherland. It's a great western. It, it's, it's fucking badass. Uh, Keeper Sutherland, Jack Palance, and uh, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Lou Diamond Phillips. And Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez is in that. It's a badass fucking movie. Uh, you got uh, one of the doctor's favorites, Bloodsport. Love it. Van Damme. Another, this is a Dr. West classic. You got Midnight Run. Love it. Um, what else we got? Mississippi Burning. That's a big, good movie. Big movie then. Gene uh, Hackman, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Tom Cruise classic. You got Cocktail. Mm-hmm. One of the best uh, baseball movies ever made, for those of you baseball fans out there, uh, Bull Durham. Good movie. It, it's fucking awesome. It's about like the minor leagues of baseball. Tim Robbins, baby. Yep, Susan Sarandon, Kevin Costner. Tim Robbins, Kevin Costner. Perfect movie if you guys are fans of like you know the minor leagues of baseball, just baseball in general. Great movie. Uh, got Tom Hanks, big, huge film. Love that he goes to FAO Swartz. It's all about New York City. And you got fucking... Uh, Tom Hanks big. It was huge. It was fucking... <laughs> it was so huge. Basically, it was not just big. It was huge. Well, the fact that I watched that growing up as a fellow New Yorker... The fact that when I was little... No, it's you just saying big and then huge. Right? Yeah, big and then huge. But standing on the... The... You know, the piano scene, I've actually done that in F.A.O. Swartz, and the fact that it's gone now is depressing. Watching that movie actually brings back some good memories, so Big is awesome. You got fucking Zoltar, uh, which I'm obsessed with that weird character. Yeah, if you can watch the Crocodile Dundee 2, you got Willow, George Lucas is fucking my favorite movies. Love it. Warwick Davis is the shit. Hang on, we're going to do some clips right here with that wheelchair fucker. This is one of the best lines in any horror movie ever made. Thanks to John Vernon. Shoot them all. Then he sends them to fancy schools. So the police department can babysit them. Drinking good old Jack Daniels. Here we go. Let's wait. Police station, will you speak Yeah. Oh, oh, Kurt, I think I have a bit of a problem here. Oh, there's us on the road going to show Just a minute. 
about you too, Mr. Myers. Which one of us would that clown be? Police station Mooney here. What? Oh, me. Oh, they took your wife away in a balloon? Well, you don't need a police pal, you need a psychiatrist. <laughs> Mr. Myers. The Rensing brothers have the whole town in on this? Where the hell with them all? Dr. West is a cop. Good night. They want to play games? They're messing with the wrong guy. It's not it yet. Sorry. Anyway. Um, Here's a mild. What's this one? Mild? Yes. A mild chip presented by Wheelchair Fucker. They taste even better. They actually taste a lot more realistic. That one's really good. Everybody got these... Uh, Talk about chips. Good job. From hey, now, now, now. 1988 films. Coming to America. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which I love. Can't deal with Rain Man. I don't know why people even watch that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is a webby film for me. And I'll defend it till the end of dot, 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 time. Land Before Time. Love it. Now... We're going to get some horror movies. This isn't a horror movie, but it is. Last Temptation of Christ. <laughs> That's a horror movie. Um, <clears throat> not a horror movie either, but amazing. They Live. One of the best movies come out of 88. Uh, the Blob remake, which was the first episode of Phantasm Podcast. It's called The Blobcast. That is episode one. So if you guys want to do listen to our review... It's from the Doctor's Vault. It's Twilight Time. It is The Blob 1988. So go check that out. Then you have to go all the way back to episode one of Phantasm Podcast. Um, we've got Child's Play. Do you mind? Which we featured um, Tobias of Cut Up. Tobias, how we refer him to here in the U.S. Um... Return of the Living Dead 2, which just came out recently from Scream Factory, which we will be doing on here. We got The New Blood, Friday the 13th Part 7, which we've reviewed on this podcast. You got Hellbound Hellraiser 2, which I love. Yeah, A New Blood. We got The Serpent and the Rainbow, Part 2, The New Blood. <laughs> the new... That Blu-ray's out of print. I actually have that. It is. It's good, too. Um... Yeah, Return of Living Dead, Part 2 of the New Blood, which we already did. <laughs> we got, uh, the, new, the New Blood is good, but it should be like what blood? A, night, a Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, The New Blood. It's a good, good movie. It's a good one. Uh, Dead Ringers, The New Blood. It's a good one. <laughs> so, um, this is a very underrated movie, but I love it. It's uh, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, The New Blood. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, we actually need to do on here, I think. I'd be down with that um let's see got Beetlejuice that's a good movie I don't think I said Die Hard that's a good one too which a lot of people I don't know who on here denies it's a Christmas movie but I I consider it a Christmas movie I don't know Bruce Willis said in that roast he said our buddy that calls in from the video companies God he'll kill you over that it's a Christmas movie remember yeah, yeah I remember. 
It's something y'all don't agree on. Uh-oh. It's a Christmas movie. It, it centers around a Christmas party on Christmas. I don't know. That's the only thing that people are getting wrong about it is when it actually takes place. Where it's not on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. It's also not like a themed Christmas thing. It just kind of has like Christmas... Uh, Christmas themes to it. But look, if your movie starts out with Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC as the intro for the entire film, it's a Christmas movie. Sorry. It's what it is. It's a Christmas movie. It's just not a hold-hearted Christmas film to where the whole purpose of the movie is about the spirit of Christmas, which a lot of Christmas movies are not. They're just... People are wearing Santa hats, and it's wintertime, and there's lighting, and there's Santa Claus... You know, like Scrooge came out the same year. That's an actual Christmas movie because it's a Christmas play and it's on Christmas Eve and they're trying to do the spirit of Christmas and they have the present, future, and past ghost of Christmas, whatever shit. But Die Hard is centered around Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, whatever. But there's well, bring a lot us back of, to the horror. Where, where, where are we at with the horror? There's a lot of elements with it that, that consider a Christmas movie. Whatever you want to, whatever you want to do. Um, already done all the horror for. Is it time for the music? It's time for the music. One more movie I want to mention that came out in 1988. I'm going to say the most badass anime that has ever been made was 1988. It's a little film called Akira. It, it's gory as fuck. And it's just a really good movie. Yeah. Akira is awesome. Nineteen eighty-eight, one of the the OG anime films to come out. Here we see one of the most unique kills ever in horror. It's a fucking uh, finger puppet kill, and it actually works. He actually kills like three spectators and sticks them in a <laughs> little uh, bowling bag full of fucking popcorn. So I did, and then he does he does the. He does the Gozer the Gozerian jump, and he just disappears. So, let's move on to the music. Nineteen eighty-eight. Doctor's gonna handle that end. Let's go through some sick-ass fucking metal albums. It's actually a pretty quick list. There's not much for me to talk about. Let's hear it. Um, and this is handpicked by me. Like I'm, I'm real picky about stuff, but. Uh, Queen's Rock Operation Minecrome, which is the best thing I've ever did. Yeah, it's so good. It's ridiculous. Um, as far as like a concept album, too, one of the better concept albums I've made. Iron Maiden, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. My favorite Iron Maiden record. Slayer, South of Heaven. Me- Megadeth, So Far, So Good, So What. Very underrated. Dimension Hatros by Voivod. The self titled Danzig record. Job love. I like Twisted Kane. Thank you, Eri Vaughn. Um, Kings of Metal from Manowar, which has got some really some of their best songs on That's it. New York shit. Uh, Bloodfire Death from Bathory. Transcendence from Crimson Glory. Some of my homies from Florida. Uh, Flotsam and Jetsam, No Place for Disgrace, their best album. Oh yeah. Uh, King Diamond, them. Rat, Reach for the Sky, a little hairband action for you. My favorite hairband, which is Rat. 
Savage Amusement from Scorpions, OU812 from Van Halen. I don't care what anybody says, the guitar playing on that record is fantastic. Which one? OU812. Oh, yeah. Anything that Edward plays on, I'm going to say something nice about because he's my favorite guitar player. Rika Putrefaction Putrefaction from Carcass. Malice Factricum from Pestilence. Um, The Land of Rape and Honey from Ministry. And a little shout out to Vinnie Vincent Invasion, All Systems Go. Had the Love Kills theme song from Number Elm Street 4. Judas Priest Ram It Down. Corey. And then uh, Death Angel Frolic Through the Park, which is their best album. Um, And then the last two on this list, and that's it. Uh, Number two. Is and this is this is kind of hard to pick these because I really like both these records, but in the end the the, the man wins. Uh, number two on my list is Corner Punishment for Decadence. Oh yeah. And number one is Death Leprosy. Fuck yeah. Because we're a death metal podcast. Still my favorite death record. Honestly. And I have a shirt commemorating that album. He does. Leprosy. Yeah, it's just for you. But anyway, there's there's the list of the records and you Spiritual guys. Spiritual healing and. Go out and check that stuff out and see what you think. And I want to be honest with you, after a few listens of uh, of that band in recent memory when I've gotten uh, severely intoxicated, I, I have to be honest with you, uh, as far as leprosy goes. When I was younger, because it was the first death record that, um, that my friends bought, right? And I remember... I went and bought because it was it was the newest record that was out at the time, and I went and bought it as well. But then I bought Scream Bloody Gore, and Scream Bloody Gore when I was younger, true story, I liked it, but I wasn't crazy about it. I listened to it the other night when I was completely and totally hammered, and it's really good. I love that. I think it's all about a mood or whatever, but uh, I have to say now as I've gotten older. I'm going to go Scream Bloody Gore over Leprosy. Even though Leprosy's songwriting is probably better, but there's something sloppy and just nasty about the first Death album. I um, think as far as... And the cover's fucking absolutely just disgusting. Um, it's not my favorite. Spiritual Healing's always been my favorite. Um, but, but yeah. Um, and if you're in the mood to listen to stuff that's retro, that's death-sounding, but it's new material, even though it's old school, uh, check out Gruesome. Uh, it's really good stuff. Uh, their new album is fantastic, and uh, that band can't do any wrong in my eyes. I'm really good friends with Matt Harvey, and he's a really good friend of mine, and I fucking love love their music, and you know. But anyway, check that out. Um, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. You know, there's there's a lot of at the end of the year, they're really dumping out a lot, some pretty quality Blu-rays. Uh, I think. And you know, you got to pick and choose a lot of stuff. But other stuff to me, it's a no-brainer. If I get it really cheap, get a deal on it, you know. Now I do a lot of my shopping on eBay now, to be honest with you. But I'm really discouraged to hear that the creep show I got kind of sodomized on. But whatever. Yeah, it's supposed to already be coming. Out well, the other day they're like, "Oh, it's preparing for shipment from our facility." And the reason I'm going to call bullshit on some of that—that that hurricane shouldn't have nothing to do with it—and I'm going to tell you why. Because the goddamn shipping facility for Scream Factory is in Louisville, Kentucky. 
Well, no, I wasn't talking about the hurricane. I was making a joke about that. Oh. Actually, I outsourced to Mexico. I thought you were being serious. I was <laughs> like... No, I got outsourced to Mexico. I was like, look. I didn't really say clear why. It was like due to the major retail... I do the major retail drop and the outsourcing to Mexico. I'm like, what are you talking about? What major retail drop? I already read the email again. It's really confusing. They acted like it was something that everybody's been informed about, but I've never been informed about it before in my life. Any other bar. This doesn't make any sense. Let's see. Hey, Tuna, in the words of Steve Dash, why don't you fuck off? <laughs> it, it was like. Oh, speaking of, speaking of getting told fuck off since. Right, here we go. It says, as many of you already know from our social media or newsletters, there was an industry wide upheaval in the disc manufacturing process. Due to the closure of the last major U.S. disc manufacturing plant, all disc manufacturing has now moved to one plant in Mexico. Does anybody want to hear a weird coincidence about that? Tonight, I decided to change my location on Facebook to Mexico City, Mexico. There you go. That's the truth. If you go on there... My personal page, which if I have space, I will add you if you send a friend request and you're a fan. Um, yeah. I'm officially in Mexico with wheelchair fucker. That's where we live. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Florida to Mexico. But what I was going to tell you, what I think is really interesting, is there are so many things... It, it, it actually explains a lot if there really is a disc manufacturing problem or a recession on it because it would explain why people are fighting over shit online. I mean, I have literally gotten into like bidding wars with people on fucking eBay. When, e when eBay snipers like fuck me in the last two minutes, I want to fuck their mother. Yeah, I mean it's it's annoying. I remember when I first when I first ever like did that when I did the whole oh let me click bid on the last second that it's available. I I didn't know that anybody else did that. I think a lot of people think well I'm probably the only person. There's websites that. where you can but like self bid after was just like you can like pinpoint a certain time. And it's like what if everybody clicked put bid. In a bid for you at a certain amount and people do that all the fucking time. It's like, what if everybody clicked bid at the same time? That looks like a fucking hangover disaster. What is that? Polishing milk over booze. Oh. It's pretty bad. It's just a palate cleanser here. Hey, try mixing... Um, now, if I were to take a whole cup of milk. milk on a milk and gin, sounds all right to me. You ever seen somebody mix Red Bull with milk? No. No, but they sell milk. Is that like a, it's like a shit lesbian rum chata? No. It's, uh, this, uh, something this guy that I watched on YouTube <laughs> called the L.A. Beast does. Tuna, I don't have anything for you. Okay. And he drinks like this giant fucking glass of <laughs> And like the, 
the milk, for some reason, it the Red Bull does something to it, and he said it's so cheesy. That's really gross. Anyway. It is fucking gross. Ew. Most of the stuff I think that's coming out, though, there's some really cool stuff. I love um, that. Maximum Overdrive, obviously, is one I have to have. That's probably the Blu-ray of the month for you. It is the Blu-ray of the month, yeah. That's nasty. I love the John Vernon ass it puppet is. here. It's my Blu-ray of the month. And the uh, that Island Box set from Severin's going to be yeah. in November. So it'll be good. So a lot of the a lot of the things that they're putting out, I'm pretty excited about. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out at the end of the year. Yeah, they got a lot of good stuff. Or Sam and Wasp. We still look at that Tuesday. Yeah, that comes out Tuesday. The the newest thing us Marvel people need. I'm gonna send my amazing friend to go get it for me, and hopefully it'll still be there. And what else comes out on Tuesday? My penis. I'm going to go get the Target one. I The last I, few ones I've gotten was Target. I got the Steelbook for Infinity War. The only Steelbooks I have of the Marvel stuff is the uh, Guardians mm-hmm. 2, because that was the only way you can get the 3D mm-hmm. with the 4K, um, which is a weird thing. I have all the 3D versions. Um, and I think the only other steel book I have is the Infinity War. I don't think I have any of the other steel books. Just that and Guardians Two. All the other ones I have. I've got all of them. I have the. Are they doing a Target one for Ant Man? Oh yeah, it's, it looks bitching too. I I love the steel book for Ant Man, but I'm just not gonna be able to go out there and get that one because the they're either way they're both 4K Blu-ray and Blu-ray disc. They don't come with a DVD. But the Target one, you know, it's got the artwork and the book and all that stuff, which I'm more into now to have that extra stuff and just a steel book with two discs in it. And Do you mind going and getting that for me Tuesday? Okay. It goes on sale at like 10 a.m. If you don't go get it for it's just right up the street at Best Buy. But if you don't, <laughs> I won't get it. 10 a.m. at what day? Tuesday. Oh, because I don't, I don't want to have to wake up that early to get it because I've got to work. But I had some heat on it. That's a good friend right there, ladies and gentlemen. My good buddy. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's, yeah, let's there's a lot of cool shit coming out. Especially since I'll probably still be awake at that time. So. You might. Let's see what comes out. This is <clears throat> Scream Absurd Factory. is another title that I would recommend people to buy. This is from Scream Factory in January. I don't know why it's showing me January. Now, here we go. Let's do December. Got the jerk coming out, shout select. That's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Got Starman. Tell uh, Mr. Gorechrist what you pre-ordered, which I think is awesome. Candyman, the limited. He got that limited version of Candyman. Oh, you got to. Now I get that That's poster of Tony Todd in my room. Which he got. Uh, this is a cool shout select title. Hang 'em high, Clint Eastwood. That's yeah, that awesome. Cool. Got the Mangler. I think that's fucking awesome too. That's a uh, Saturday the fourteenth is one I want. Yeah, that one's cool too. Although the Mangler, there's an unrated version of it, but so far as I saw, it's only the R-rated version that's going to be on the Blu-ray. Robert England. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night two, which is so bad that's worth having. When does that come out? Uh, December eleventh. It comes with the oh NECA God. figure. It's the only time they ever made it was just for this Screen Factory release. That's a December another figure for that. It's 65 bucks, and you get the figure for part two. 
Which I think is hilarious. December 11th, that's a interesting date. Also, the same day, September 11th, is a new date for Next Generation, Texas Chainsaw. What is December 11th? Yep. It's uh, the same day. Yep, same day. I'll just get both of them. You got the Munchies double feature. I don't know what that is, but there it is. I want that goddamn Critters box set. Yeah, that looks good. The Bill and Ted Bogus Journey uh, Steel Book comes out November twentieth. Like movie. Um, I think that movie's a fuck long. If you like Urban Legend, you got that. I've never Nothing. seen that. I was supposed to watch that with. I, I like them. I do. We never watched it. I do like them. They're they're like interesting. Urban Legend. We were supposed to watch it. Oh yeah. They're 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 a cool little slasher. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's yeah, not like the worst. You like seeing somebody in like, a winter coat with an axe. It sounds kind of cool. October 30th, this has already been pre-ordered. Dragnet. It's fucking Dan Aykroyd. Tom oh, did you order it? Oh, yeah. Nice. Creep Show now, October 23rd. Uh, this is an interesting one. Get Shorty is Shout Select. They've been putting out a lot of a lot of them on Shout Select, which I'm enjoying. City Slickers, I think, is cool. They're putting that out. Dude, Howling 3 and the Cobra. Yep, Howling 3. Uh, House on Haunted Hill, the fucking... Not the Cobra, just Cobra. The remake one. of it. Um... Oh, the House on Hunt Hill, I, I bought it. I yeah. haven't got it yet. But. Got the Heretic 2, that's already been out. Got the Wreck series or whatever the fuck. Platoon Steelbook's out. I think that's pretty awesome. They did that. Uh, that is the best Vietnam movie I've ever seen. It's my favorite one, Willem Dafoe. This is it's best. way better, in my opinion, in my opinion, than Full Metal Jacket. And I love Stanley Kubrick. I do too, but Platoon is the best... It's got Charlie Sheen. It's William. It's Willem Dafoe's best role as Elias. And got Tom Berenger. It's a yeah, good movie. He's nasty. Um, what else we got? The Thing Steelbook, November sixth. If y'all learned that, uh, Sleepwalkers. Oh, and let me tell. Let me tell about this real quick weird before I forget. Film that I actually really like is Sleepwalkers. Here you go, guys. <clears throat> so Halloween two and Halloween three. Scream Factory Steelbooks are available exclusively now from here on. Even when you hear this, if you want it, you have to go to an FYE or buy it off Amazon because you can't get it anywhere else. They took the remainder of their stock because most of their Steelbooks don't sell out. They act like they're going to and they really don't. Well, you can buy them at fucking, you can get fucking for like second, third hand markets for fucking really cheap. But those apparently did. So if you want them, go get them. I'm going to go snag me the Halloween 3 when I see it. Um, see what else we got. We got the... Uh, just had it in here. Critters, November 27th. That's the full-on... The box. Yes, the four-movie box set. 60 bucks pre-order with the lithograph. That's actually a really good deal, so you can still get it on ShoutFactory.com. Um, moving on up here... Dracula the Prince of Darkness yep. is something I'm interested That's uh, in. December 18th. You got The Jerk comes out the same day on Shout Select. That's bought. Um, when Harry Met Sally, I think it's for Carnival the- Personnel Only. <clears throat> Damn! Holy shit, I did not I've know. I've never seen anybody get that excited about nothing. I did not know Shout Factory was putting this film out on Blu ray. That This is. Def- Hold on. Are you ready? This look. is definitely bought. Corey, look. Naven. Johnson R. Sounds like a typical bastard. No, I had no idea that Shout Factory was putting this out. It's not even Shout Select; they're just putting it out. Fucking eight millimeter Nicholas Cage. Yeah, that is 
awesome. It's on the page. Goddamn machine. That's badass. He doesn't even look at our own page, ladies and gentlemen. It's ridiculous. He comes out, I put it on there, and he never even saw it. It's 8mm shaft factory print. That's I'm pre-ordering that tomorrow. That's happening. Yeah, but you need to get Navy Johnson R. Sounds like a typical bastard. Die, you goddamn random run-of-the-mill son of a bitch! The new phone books are here. The new phone books are here. I've never seen anybody get that excited about nothing. Well, eight million. I'm in print. I'm in print. Things are going to start happening to me now. <laughs> what is Navin Johnson R. Sounds like a typical bastard. The jerk. The jerk. I love him. He's got the gun up there. He's just like, Hey, Mr. Artunian, these oil cans are defective. The oil cans aren't defective. We've got a defective human being. Die, gas pumper. <laughs> Goddamn random run of the mill son of a bitch. But the, the best part of that whole scene is where that the guy I'm talking about from Blade Runner chases him into the fucking carnival and then stops his car and acts like he can't go in there and turns around when he's like, carnival personnel only. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> like, I obey the laws. I have to. <laughs> Come on, shithead. <laughs> the Halloween Party, January 15th. Uh, Howling 3 is a great movie. It is good. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, January 22nd. That's a great movie. It is good. This is a good we one. love that movie. Oh, yes. That's a good one. Another uh, movie centered around Christmas. Is it considered a Christmas movie? Cobra? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's a Christmas-themed movie. I have to of. admit, I have not seen that. You've this never is seen awesome. Cobra. The fucking, oh, that's a good one. The Charles Bronson slasher, <laughs> 10 to Midnight. I think that's awesome. It is cool. It's weird. I'm not going to buy it. It is but. weird. Um, 2D bought it. I don't want it. 2D, I don't want that. Suburbia, I don't know what that is. Suburbia is a good movie. People are freaking out about it. It's a good movie. Uh, you got I need s- to see that too. Not Screamers, January 29th. There's a lot of stuff. That's a That's a Peter Weller foot long. That's a Sony Movie Channel foot long. That's the Peter Weller one. Hey, Tuna, can you fucking call me your dick? Thanks. Just. Walking around a circle. Walking around a circle. Walking around a circle. Hey, Dad, I'm walking around a circle. Guess what I did last night for three hours before you had to wake up and go to work? Walked around a circle. Derp and derp. You took me out to shit and pee nine times yesterday. Guess what I did as soon as you went to bed? Walked around a circle. <laughs> the new phone books are here. The new phone books are here. You know, I think the dog might be. I've never seen anybody get that excited about nothing. He's just been a fucking penis for I'm in print. Things are going to start right, happening to me now. Hey, Corey. Nathan. Johnson R. Sounds like a typical bastard. <laughs> that movie's like so a typical good. Bastard. <laughs> What's funny is if my real name was in the phone book in, in like, well, this state, there would be probably nobody else. So wheelchair. Like, oh. Johnson R. Sounds like a typical bastard. You'd be like, who would fuck wheelchairs? Well, it wasn't on purpose. Guess what Tuna is gonna do? He's gonna walk. Have you around. never watched that movie? I have. It seriously about oh. makes me piss myself. That scene. Your father sounds like you're, you're ripping fucking cloth. Hey, can I? Hand. Hey, no. can we, hey, did you need anything else, Mister Newsbomb? No. And he's just like, yeah. West. How about some tires, man? And the, not the white walls. I believe Doctor West has a name for those kind of farts. What is it? Burlap sack. Yeah, that's it. But. But the, the best part, he's walking away. He's walking to fuck off with his fucking. He's walking away from the car, and he's just like, he's just fuck off. Like, he's like, <laughs> hey, do you guys really want to wait around for an oven mitt? That movie's fucking amazing. 
If you've never seen The Jerk, I highly recommend it. It's so good. Oh, all right, I'll be right back, Mr. Noosebomb. This is Steve Dash saying fuck off with his potato sack mask on. Translation, fuck off. Yeah. You give me the Taco Bell and I will start ripping them out. Just, you know, one after the other. Why don't you tell our audience what you had from Taco Bell this evening? Tuna, sounds like a a typical bastard. Had a quesarito... Um, Did you have the steak quesarito or the chicken quesarito? Steak quesarito. You gotta have That's steak. the way you gotta do it. That sounds like steak Because you get a beef quesarito, that means you suck. Okay, tell me what else you had. Wheelchair fucker, steak quesarito or chicken quesarito? Well, steak. Okay, steak quesarito. And I also had a mini chicken quesadilla, which if you if you get them and they don't have enough of that spicy sauce on them... It's gotta have the sauce. It's just, it, it, it tastes like crap. Then, of course, I had a cheese roll-up, which, you know, is something that you can make at home. That's where you don't shit yourself while you're ripping your pants open with your farting. That's right. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, guys. It's the glue that holds your cheeks together. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, don't worry, I had a it's cheese roll. <laughs> it's what gums up your asshole. Okay, look, I have a mini, che- <laughs> mini cheese quesadilla with the extra spicy jalapeno sauce. And I had a steak quesadilla, but I had a cheese roll up. <laughs> right. Now, see, I'd also like to mention this. If anybody has noticed this in the last few years, like... You remember you'd go to Burger King a few years ago, probably, actually probably like eight years ago, they had spicy chicken sandwiches. They did. And they had the red breading and the actual spices on them. What did they do? It's a nice day for a red breading. <laughs> they took those away and made them basic chicken sandwiches, but now they're like, yeah, we got spicy sauce now. They you know what they used things. to have for the breakfast menu? They used to have a, a, what was it called? It was like a spicy jalapeno crunch wrap. Yeah, it's like now they're, they're just... And they took that away after like a week. And yeah, they and the had, waffle taco, too. Yeah, then they had the Chick Star, which was like the recreation of the breakfast thing that they made but, for like every other part of the menu, and then they took that away after Am that. I the only one that wants to go, because I've seen this all day watching college football, so I know you saw this. Am I the only person, and I do want to do this one day, <clears> it's okay. <throat> Am I the only person that wants to try that goddamn pork chop biscuit from fucking Bojangles? Because I want like <laughs> ten of them. We never had that before? They're no, actually, I had one. It sounds good. They're actually not bad. That's pretty awesome. No, I mean, I like pork chops. It's like the wheelchair fire thing, where it's like, God, I love that pork chop biscuit. Okay, <laughs> the one notorious thing, <laughs> the one notorious thing from 2001. It's like, hey man, did you eat breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> From 2001 to 2008, Taco Bell had a spicy chicken burrito. A lot of you might remember it. And then it was just gone. Wilchercation, the gassy ones. They had one, they had one that, that made my shit green and had like green sauce in it. Was that the spicy burrito? Yeah, I mean it was the actually... spicy chicken burrito. It had like that fucking Tecante, that Yocante sauce. You know what yeah, I'm you know what the they, green... But the chicken was actually spicy. What did they yeah. do? They made it just a shredded chicken burrito. Now with Chipotle because it's spicy sauce. Because Chipotle, you gotta choose Chipotle Airlines to take your. Those potato country. soft tacos are good if you get it without that shit on it. A spicy potato tacos or whatever. You just get it without the. All you do is just put you know regular taco sauce on an eighty six that that <laughs> Chipotle shit. It's like, can I get it with the without the <laughs> sauce? Like, Let's say it's just they put too much of it on there. I they mean, do. It's where your shit. I got it one day, and it was just. It's like it looks like thousand island dressing too. If you yeah, if you ever got it, it's just like you're shitting that sauce out, and there's no beans, there's no rice. You're just shitting out the sauce out of your butt after yeah. a little while. Look at this fat fuck. That looks like women on Tinder. That fucking clown. 
Oh, God. Now, that looks like those They're saying, I'm 27, I'm single. Now, look, look, check this out. And I, like, out. panic at the disco, and they're like, are <laughs> like, I'm down to fuck. I got two kids. Panic. I have three dogs. It's like, can you please go away? You know, it's funny that I actually know anything about this, about that band, but Panic at the Disco is pretty much just the singer now. He's, like, a multi-instrumentalist. His ego, like, killed the entire Okay, band. this entire scene. Hold on. This is completely tasteless, but I'm doing it. That's me hiding behind <laughs> there from Key. Yeah. Well, look at this. And she's like... Oh, that's oh, Ben's caught it. That's me. Oh, that's Key trying to eat me. That's me swiping left on Tinder. Her hair like she's that? like, I super like you. I don't know. That's that's some... I, 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 I had a girl over once that looked like that, and I thought she wanted to do something. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Wheelchair fucker, I super like you. Hello, hello. Yeah, like this... That's now, really the girl scary. That was, I had a girl in a wheelchair once actually tell me I like to be tied up. And I'm like, what for? You can't get away anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like your legs are already tied up. What else you need? Yeah. Eh, that's, a, that's a tasteless joke, I know. But it's but it's hilarious. Well, Am I the only one that used to drink out of straws that look similar to that? That yeah. were no, crazy shape? You sit there and you're giving yourself a fucking... Hiccups and a coronary sucking <laughs> out of the goddamn thing. Yeah, more like an aneurysm or just like your lungs. Basically, just, yeah. You're making your lungs just... <sighs> the main and by the time it gets to your mouth, you're just like, okay, I don't want this anymore. The main character, Mike uh, Tobacco. It's just a funny name. His name's actually Mike Tobacco. That's him in that clown right suit? Right there. <laughs> no, Grant Kramer. Where he's just like, during these... During these... Uh, what the fuck do you say there? <laughs> Cotton candy cocoons. Oh, so those are all cotton candy dangling down? Yeah, and he's he's got his fucking sweater on there. I know it itches like a motherfucker. Sweater poncho. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> he has to, like... They have to cut, like, every scene he's in by, like, two seconds because he has to take it off to itch his fucking gonads and his, his fucking man. Hey, that's a serious... But as a guy, that's a serious thing when you have to itch those. You can't just... Even it's fucking... 80s just for men mullet can't save him from the itchiness <laughs> of that fucking turtleneck he's got on. Where's the guy fucking cotton candy cocoons? They itch. I mean, it's just ridiculous. He looks like a fucking baseball player. The guy on the right? Yeah, Grant Kramer. Mike Tobacco. That sounds like a <laughs> baseball player name. Mike Tobacco hit the grand slam to win the game. There he is, coming out of his candy corn cocoon, <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. You know what's weird about candy corn? I, I always I, want Willy Wonka to show up in this movie. Uh, That'd be cool. And you'll see. Hey, did you want to go back to space? Clown imagination. Right. It'd be funny if Gene Wilder just popped out. And a cop is gonna save the day because it's '88. And it just turns into fucking like a Doom level where you shoot him and just. That looks kind of like a Doom level. Yeah. It looks like they're trying to escape from a goddamn Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Why would anybody? It's like a goddamn Baskin Robbins from like, hell. You sure you don't like Butterfinger? That's where I find most. You know, I bet. If How I is that? Hey, hold on a minute. There's yet another anomaly. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Some anomalies on this planet. All my all my Hastings goes out of business. Well, here comes and my ten, record stores here comes and everything else. Women. There's like How Godfrey is Baskin Robbins in fucking business? There's there's only one I've seen in all of Knox County. It's in Turkey Creek. No, there's one on Merchants. It's been there for fucking a hundred years. Yep. 
No, wait, that's that's Domino's now. Yeah. And it's been gone for a long time. It's not in there? Mm-hmm. No, it's Domino's. Well, I'll tell you where I'm with it here. Of course, <laughs> I don't live in Tennessee anymore, thank God. But anyway, uh, Look, yeah. It's, it's women on Tinder who are like, I'm not fat. Yes, I am. Yeah, so but how, how is Baskin Robbins still in business? Upper, I don't know. They're an, they're an anomaly like goddamn Exxon and an eyesore like, like Exxon and goddamn Radio Shack. I was going to say, they're like the Radio Shack of ice cream. It's just like, why are you here? Radio cream. Radio cream. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. It's really bad. I don't ever buy shit from Radio Shack. I at least buy shit from Baskin Robbins when I see one. I'm on Tinder right now. It's like, look at all my pictures. I have. It's not Baskin Robbins. It's Bastard Robbins for not going away. <laughs> it's like, I'm really hot, so I'm either fake or I have three kids and my pussy's really big. No. There was, there's, I saw a 26-year-old girl the other day online and said she had six kids. I'm like, what? Of course what? you do. You need some... You need what are you country. trying to do? It's like, we need to do what China does. You need a fucking country penis to fucking... Two per person, damn it. Then you need to start adopting the rest of them. Because that way, you can have, like, you know... You can have two that are I know I'm you, hot. I just want somebody to tell me that my kids are cute. Yeah, because that's just kind of creepy. I'm wearing a death clock shirt. Let's see what my thing says. Every hole is a chance for glory. Poor Christ is actually live on a, a dating site. Wow, that's amazing. That's the best. And I'm going to join it. Let's do this. This is the best opening line on Tinder I've ever heard. This is, ladies, this is instant uh, super like from the Gore Christ here. Every hole is a chance for glory. Super like, thanks. Love it. You super liked her? Oh, yeah, if you're going to say that every hole is a chance for glory. If you're just telling me, hey, I'm here to fuck, then I'm going to do it. Because everybody else is like, not here for hookups. It's like, well, I am. It's like, oh, bullshit. Not here for hookups. I'm actually looking for somebody to marry. It's like, yeah, nothing. You want to find somebody to marry on Tinder. That's what I'm saying. These people are fucking retarded. I need somebody to take care of my child when I'm... It's like, is this Tinder or is this ChristianMingle.com? That's what I'm saying. And ladies, also, if you have like a like a video of you doing stuff, I'm automatically gonna like not like you because it's just I don't like looking at you being you know I just don't. And if you're like kind of nerdy, slutty, I'm into that too. You know, there's one thing I have to mention that this isn't just on dating sites that I see. It'll say something like people are like, "Here is where I grow my field of fucks. Behold, it is barren." Like, do you really have to put that much work into saying that you don't care about something? Also, if your photo is a Snapchat filter of you with, like, some kind of animal ears, I'm not into that either, so... Yeah, I mean, if you've got a dog on your face, that must say a little bit about you I and like, your family. I like fucking human beings, not fucking bears or cats or anything that you like to be dressed as. And if you don't have any information written about yourself, that makes me think that your pictures are just to jerk off to. One quick note about this film. I wish Fright Rags would stop putting out their goddamn shirts for this fucking movie every, like, week. And look at our new idea from a month ago. It's Killer Clowns Matter Space Collection. Wow, it's weird when you got... When you pull up somebody you used to flirt with when you were, like, 19, and then they come up on Tinder, and they're like, look at my child that I didn't know that you had. Look, Corey, I've reproduced. You can still have sex with me, though, because I'm on Tinder. But look, I'm very fertile. 
I saw a girl actually, I think a little over a week ago that I had not seen in about six years. Yep, that's my kid. Swipe left if you can't dig it. Thanks a lot. Looking for serious relationships only, which means my fucking stupid boyfriend that knocked me up walked out, so I need somebody else that's going to take care of my fucking bullshit. Here's my baggage. Somebody come claim it. Nope. (laughs) I'm going to leave you at the airport, honey. No, you... No, leave, her, leave the kid at the fire station. That they'll still do something if it's you know it's a certain sort of age. It's like no questions asked. Half naked chick in a bathtub eating a sandwich. That's the kind of shit I like. I Fuck know. yeah! I see that deep throat. Thanks a lot. Nope. nope yeah. Nope. She's sitting in the bathtub naked eating bacon. Have any of you ever? Doing? Have you ever used Bumble? That one's the worst. Now that's where gir- that's where girls have to have to. Like swipe on you, and I have to message you first. Basically, it's like the guys have no control in that one. Yeah, but Bumble is Tinder, really. Yeah, that's true. You can't message on there unless you match. Bumble is also for like they're like always in med school, or they're like teachers, or like it's just like they think they're they're like high class, but they're really not. It's like kind of the same thing as everything else, but they're. I don't know. They got like weird professions, like Corey. I, they don't expect you to understand that they're a business professional That's working what it as is. a secretary at a fucking lawn mowing shop. <laughs> they're at. <laughs> they're at fucking. I'm a business professional. No, they're at, working at a goddamn lawn mowing shop. No, they're at Kinkos, and they're like. The, I'm a business professional that works at a goddamn lawnmower repair shop. <laughs> I work at Long John Silver's, but I'm really good at my job. No, it's really not that. Like when they're. When they're on Bumble, they're like, "I'm Did a you fucking." Pull that stuff off there. Yeah, they're like, "I'm a CNA for fucking Children's there? Hospital." It's like, okay. And well, and if a girl is trying to look for somebody to date, I'm a secretary I'm... at fucking Holschwitz and, and Bagel uh, Law Firm. It's like, it's well, what? <clears throat> that does sound like a law firm, actually. I think I've heard I'm a fucking uh, teacher at or an assistant at this school. So like, it's just. All teachers and it's super Christian. Are you good with it though? Did you wipe it? Yeah. Okay. It's basically Christian mingle. Do stuff coming for you kids. It's, ba- it's basically Christian mingle, but like they have like these really high scale career jobs. But that's what Bumble's for. I don't know. Thing like um, I can't. You don't have to be lonely. At I need a country provider dot net. That's what Bumble is. It's like I need a Christian bearded. Uh, Country provider. I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. Husband. I want him to cut. He, no, lo- he, loves, he loves his Jesus Christ. His dad owns a fucking brewery for IPA brewery, local brewery company. And so then I he, want him to come in late at night and just drop up a big old bear claw in my toilet. <laughs> what? He's like, I got to crawl on top of me with his fucking musky balls and fucking rotten turd fucking... Dingleberry I, Farm and I gotta slide have, his fucking three-inch fucking pinky, three-inch pink wing in me. <laughs> he's got to be like 300 pounds with his beard. He's got to think overalls are still in style. And he's got to he's got to have some kind of inheritance. For and his slip parents. in after the UT game and drop a bear claw. From he's got to have his old Smoky Mountain Brewery trucker hat with his fucking overalls from he's Old Navy. He's gonna come in and put a fucking his old Navy overalls fucking, and just like button them down. And He's gonna come in and pinch off a fucking country, country barbed wire. God, I just want a kid for Jesus Christ. 
And it's just like, God, he owns that fucking... His dad owns that brewery. And here's a public service announcement. His, if a girl's trying to be a CNA, do not date her because she she has no time for that. Nursing school takes, I don't know how many years, but it's a long time. He also just mean to be like, Jax, you take your pills? Take your pills? Yes, I took my boner pills so I can whack off. I've got to go. He's home. I hear him in there in the bathroom dropping off a bear claw. <laughs> He's ready to just fucking... He dropped a big old muddy bear claw off in my fucking toilet and fucking brown rimmed it. He just need to artificially <laughs> inseminate Connor into my fucking vag. <laughs> I just can't wait till he comes in here and puts his goddamn... His fucking steamy ass, dirty buns in my face, and then and then sticks his erect two inch in me and drops his fucking drops his fucking Christian diabetic fucking pastel loaf of fucking hot sperm in my fucking my fucking wet ass fucking dirty salmon patty stinking fucking got his dad rocked him so hard rotten fucking coot just God yeah tear that fucking Walmart lingerie off me. <laughs> God, his dad worked him so hard on that. All five. God, hours. I, I, I could feel his big, his big heavy fucking giant just balls fucking smacking <laughs> against my fucking. He just put his my fucking his dirty fish oven. His hickory <laughs> farm. <laughs> he just stuck his hickory farm's bologna in my fucking hole. <laughs> and I could smell his dirty bear claw fucking loaf still steaming out of the fucking. Toilet when he emptied his fucking three gallons of fucking protein fucking, fucking gluten free his, his no his fucking gluten free pro, semen. his protein fucking energy drink load in my fucking cooter his fucking no judgment zone Planet Fitness Kong his Donald Trump voting fucking <laughs> I do what I want sperm in my fucking his, worthless not, fucking fish hole I'm not racist but here's my racist statement ass fucking wiener inside me. God, yes. That's pretty much what it is. Oh, yeah, come on. You drive a truck and you're a big asshole. You go 70 on a two-lane road. (laughs) He goes 70 inside my old corny fucking fish hole, too. God, you don't want me to tread on you, but damn, here's three kids. It's like, ugh, I'm about to to fertilize your crops. It's like, I know it's a drought, but... Like, I'm trying to fucking whack off. Like, would you please shave that thing? You know, because that hurricane was running up the coast, and his fucking brown bear claw was slipping out the side of his butt in my toilet. <laughs> bear claw. <laughs> Where'd the bear claw thing come from? Because I like the Krispy Kreme and fucking Christian women that I mean, don't I have sex before marriage, but they get fucking knocked up by these. IPA nasty nastiest thing I've ever seen and I want to mention this real quick was in South Carolina when they were playing Texas A&M yes Corey and I are huge football fans but anyway they were serving and I just want to ask you this Corey if you would eat this because I thought this was disgusting so did wheelchair fucker South Carolina is probably gross it was a double cheeseburger with bacon and the buns was a Krispy Kreme donut Ew. It's like... That, I'm not joking. That kind of epitomizes the South in a nutshell. It's like, it we does, love getting South, diabetes and fattening ourselves up. Here's South Carolina. There's no culture except for fucking other fucking rednecks coming here to just make fucking Southern culture even worse. Right. And, and we're going to eat the most Southern thing on the planet. It's like, let's just have a fucking 
double bacon cheeseburger with fucking mashed potatoes and gravy. Oh, it had mac and cheese on it, too. Yeah, mashed potatoes No, it seriously did, did it mac not use. It had macaroni and cheese on it, and the buns were Krispy Kreme donuts. Let's have a heart attack at a fucking football game that no one cares about. It's like, let's have South Carolina game cunts fucking lose, and we eat this burger and die. It was really weird. Listen, even if you're a Gamecocks fan, why would you want to die in that fucking stadium? That's like the last place on the planet. Like, I wouldn't I even... I wouldn't even fucking take a piss. Yeah, they actually they showed like a two, three, four second clip of that guy eating it and going, "Yeah, yeah, I bet. I'm sure he fucking died on the way home. It's like guy died of instant heart attack on the way home from South Carolina. You know, it's like he was this, going to his fucking butt rock hotel, fucking. You know, he's listening there. to his fucking Nickelback or his puddle of mud when he's on his way back. I love the way you look at me. He's like, you know, the guy, I like the Gamecocks. They play pretty good. And Even though they lost, they play pretty good. And it's just like, he just fucking dies of a donut burger. It's like, I don't feel good. Can you give me some of them deep fried times? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. West, I don't feel so good. It's like, right, I guess it's time for. I just don't get it. Final thoughts. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. U.S. Arrow release. It's beautiful. Looks really good. Print's good. Sounds it's good. very nice. I enjoyed it. Wheelchair fucker enjoyed Click it. Click on the special features. Let's see if there's something there. Right. It's literally uh, the Cheeto Brothers gets their dick sucked simultaneously. Cheeto Brothers get their dick sucked individually. Cheeto Brothers get their dick sucked at the same time while touching. Uh, killer dick sucks. Let's see. Behind the screams with the Cheetos while they're getting their dick sucked. <laughs> dick sucking auditions. Those are always my favorite words. Just like, you got the part because you fucking got a fat ass, you cunt. Uh, deleted slits. You got uh, killer boobies. You got image galleries, which shows killer boobies and deleted slits. And you got, <laughs> you got trailer park horrors. And you got audio commentary with the with Cheetos getting their dick sucked. It's, look, for one, they, they he blew us off, that fucking penis head. I don't really care. I like this movie, but there's some fucking, like, thanks. There's some emo there's some emo band that named themselves after the Cheetos. That was like a tiny little... Called Cheetos, which is kind of lame. But it's like, look, all these special features are just, like, sucking their fucking wieners. So here's Arrow. We actually put our fucking, their dicks in our mouth. Their penis head dicks. Look, the whole thing. The Cheetos walk among us. Cheeto Brothers early films. Bring the life to the Cheetos. Killer Cheetos. Behind the screams with the Cheetos. Killer Cheetos. Deleted Cheetos. Killer Cheetos. Image Cheetos. It's fucking stupid. Audio commentary with Cheetos. I've never seen that many dick sucks in my whole life on here. I guess I think I would... Uh, I, I would know. like must have really... Look well, at yeah, like, that. Like every, everything. One of those good concepts. <clears throat> I know they made the movie, but it's like you came up with better titles before. It's just like the Cheetos eat Cheerios. It's, I, don't, I don't understand. It doesn't really make any sense. You no. see what I'm talking about, though? It's just like a total dick suck. I don't understand. It's all good, though. We got Revocation coming up. We do. Yeah. And their album doesn't suck dick. It actually nope. smokes dick. It's awesome. In a good way. The Outer Ones is out. Metal Blade Records. Tuna. He's out on Metal Blade Records. He's like, Dad, take me to shit and pee. 
He fucking stinks. <laughs> he fucking... <laughs> Tuna, the outer ones. He fucking smells. <laughs> God damn, dude. Tootie Bear, the outer smells. Get out of here. You fucking smell like a goddamn locker room. Let me get out of here. Can you sit yeah. down, please? See, uh, after my uh, after my black cat... You smell like a used tire that got shit in. After one of my cats takes a shit, the bathroom literally smells like like a like a burnt like burnt hair. I thought it was wheelchair fucker, but he's actually been like inhaling your farts and like farting them back out of his own ass. That's exactly what he's <laughs> like doing. he fucking stinks. <laughs> it's, that's what I call recycled <laughs> air. That's what it is. He just fucking reeks. And that's what he's doing. He's like, guess what, Dad? I'm walking around a circle again. So I gotta fucking take it down. Here it is. You ready? I've heard so much about these. Here it is. How about it's these? It's the theme of the night. Are you <laughs> ready? These country providers you've been talking about. I gotta take a country load. Hey, with tuna, <laughs> with tuna, <laughs> no one in the airspace can breathe. <laughs> I mean, he fucking reeks. No one in the airspace will be able to breathe. You smell like every zombie film I didn't watch. Tulian. Sit down. <laughs> Tulian. Killer toots from Ingrid's outer space. In Corey's house, no one will be able to breathe. <laughs> Killer toots from you outer smell space. Like you smell like you washed your vagina just, with a dirtier vagina. He's just constantly crop dusting. He's like, round a circle, smell my butt. Here's another circle, smell my butt. <laughs> Here you go, wheelchair fucker, smell my butt. Look, you're going to go around. Are you going to? Okay, look. Smell my butt. <laughs> yeah, lift the tail up, fart, lay down for a minute. As soon as somebody gets up, then you get right tonight on Wolf Loaf. <laughs> Let the tootie begin. The tootie walk among us. Tootie brothers, early toots. If you guys are wondering what he looks like, he looks like Nanook from Lost Boys. <laughs> he does. Just so you know that. Only he fucking stinks like a corpse. Walks around crop dusting people. I treat him like a pretzel. Bend, stretch, and fold him. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank Wheelchair Fucker, our special guest. I want to thank Corey for bringing my crazy ass back on board after disappearing on you guys. I'm sorry about that. It's a long story. I will not get into it. Revocation's coming up right now. I thank Dave Davison and Brett Bamberger for thank you, gentlemen, for your time doing the interview. It's amazing, fantastic, and uh, we now give you revocation. And as always, from the doctor and I. Stay fucking gory. Phantasm. Dr. Vincent West, medical doctor, here with the Phantasm Podcast, and I'm here with two gentlemen that I've wanted to talk to for some time now. A lot of fan requests for you guys. Here we go. We're here with Revocation. We're here with Brett and Dave. How are we doing? Doing great. Awesome. Hey, Thank you guys happening. for doing this so much. We really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Um, and you've got the new album coming out, The Outer Ones. It comes out September 28th through Metal Blade Records, and uh, we're going to do track by track with these two gentlemen here today for you guys from Revocation. So here we go. Right. Uh, the first track, uh, Of Unworldly Origin. Sure. So um, 
It's inspired by the whole record has a Lovecraftian kind of vibe to it. So uh, that song is inspired by uh, one of Lovecraft short stories, Dreams in the Witch House. Uh, essentially, kind of classic uh, sort of witch folklore, but you know through his own. Lovecraftian way that he uh, is, is so great in crafting these dark stories. So I took inspiration from that and kind of did my own thing with it. Uh, we did a music video for that recently. That was super fun. Uh, we had Brett dressed up like a like a, a colonial I was pirate colonial or pirate, something. Yeah. And, and <laughs> covered in blood. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. How did that? How was that blood? It was, tasting, it was disgusting. Okay. Yeah, you got the. You didn't have to I taste have any of no, that. No, I, I just had to uh, just breathe in whatever weird dust and shit was in the attic at that. Oh yeah, I, I had left by that point in time. Yeah, I, right. that was that seemed grimy. That was fun. Man, hey, we all got some on that one. Yeah, it's a good time. That's amazing. Uh, track two, uh, that which consumes all things. Another uh, another song directly inspired by one of Lovecraft's stories. This one's uh, I took inspiration from the Color Out of Space, which is a lesser known. Uh, Lovecraft tale. A lot of people associate like Cthulhu and stuff like that with Lovecraft, rightfully so, obviously. Uh, but he, he wrote so many different stories, um, and that one was kind of cool because for me, I can't, you know, I'm not inside his head, obviously, but like, it's, it's kind of like his take on a ghost story, I want to say, because the the creature in that is, is, is just this amorphous cloud, right? There's no real form right. to it, and it, uh, he never references it in any other story, so uh, it's kind of like this cosmic ghost, you know, which is kind of cool. Um, so I, I, I took some, some inspiration uh, from that one, and then like overall musically, it's, it's, it's just a fucking heavy, dark song. Um, I don't know, Brett, what do you get to say about it? I like it a lot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Great. Very well done. I had a good time tracking it. <laughs> awesome. Can't wait to play it live. Oh, yeah. Hyped up. Uh, track three, uh, Blood Atonement. Next. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of Dan's songs. It's, uh, it's cool. It adds a really uh, awesome dimension to the record. Uh, there's, a, there's a cool, clean break in that. I, I remember when we were first writing it, uh, the, the, when we were first writing the record, Dan showed me that part. And it, it was like much shorter, and I was like, "Oh, you gotta extend this out. This is like so cool, and this right. is like just what the record needs. Like the record has a lot of different elements, but it was, it was, in my opinion, missing that kind of weird, cool, spacey, uh, you know, clean section that we've had on uh, several records. So, uh, you know, he really fleshed it out, and uh, the the whole song, um, to me, is it's it really kind of takes you on a on a journey because there's so many different peaks and valleys in, in that song. Uh, lyrically, I, I took inspiration from a, a book by Michael Gilmore called Shot in the Heart. So uh, it's one of the songs that's not really directly uh, related to anything Lovecraft at all, but um, essentially it's, uh, it's one of the tenets of Mormonism uh, is that in order, if some sins are basically so uh, heinous that like not even Jesus Christ will forgive you. So you have to literally like atone with like blood. So if you were to kill huh. someone in a brutal way with a knife, uh, you couldn't be hung for that crime. Like you'd have to actually be like murdered in sort of a similar or executed, I should say, in, in, a, in a similar way where your blood is actually spilling into the soil in order to achieve. Uh, you know, forgiveness, or, or, or in order to fully repent for for your sin. That's not what the book is about. Uh, the, the book's about uh, one of the first guys that they brought the death penalty back for uh, in Utah. But he grew up in a Mormon family, so that whole element of, of, of blood atonement and, and, and Mormonism kind of uh, 
is a theme that's present throughout the whole uh, book, and it's a true story. It's a super interesting um, to check it out. book. So that's that's where I got some inspiration. That's like a very very moving book. It's super sad and and, and really really visceral. But um, you know, I took that one kind of small element of, of Mormonism that I learned about from that book and kind of decided to craft a whole song around it. So hopefully the uh, the dark uh, brooding lyrics match the the dark brooding music that Dan came up with. I think it does. Outside looking in, yeah. I think Dan had some really powerful contributions on this record and. Yeah. Just watching the two of these guys work together, both musically and with the lyrical ideas and concepts, really always goes hand in hand. It's, it's been that way for a long time. Right. Uh, and then, uh, that's killer. Uh, track four, uh, Fathomless Catacombs. Sure, this this one, uh, again, has a lot of, this one takes the lifts around a journey, and uh, the, the lyrics of it are, are very much a, a story that's sort of moving in like chronological order, right? So, um, it's not inspired by anything by any of Lovecraft's works but I sort of took inspiration more in, in the Lovecraft's writing style for that one as, as far as the lyrics go so uh, it's about three grave robbers that uh, are in search of these sort of untold riches in this like cursed church but uh, what they don't realize is there's there's actually no luminous uh Tomb down there, uh, and, and it's all just like a big trap. So, like when you when you go in search of this treasure, uh, you end up just sort of getting lost in the labyrinth below the uh, the church and lost in the catacombs, sort of doomed to roam eternally. So, I, I, I try to have the, the music uh, when when I was writing the lyrics, like that was just sort of the imagery I was I was getting. And um, musically speaking, it's it's got like a cool thrash metal vibe, but there's there's also some some weird sort of black metal parts to it. Uh, the the bridge section almost reminds me of like something like Opeth would do. Like nice. and, like there are more like rock and parts. So it was a really fun song, and it, and it had like several revisions because I wanted to get the flow of it like just right. So when I finally kind of got the uh, got the song structure down, the the, the lyrics kind of flowed uh, pretty easily for me because it was very much of a storytelling kind of vibe that I was getting. Excellent. And of course, uh, track five, the outer one's the title track. Yes. Yeah. That's a uh, that's a that's a heavy one. It's probably a fan favorite in the band, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. As soon as you showed us that, we're like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. It, it it works out some nicely sometimes when the when the title track, uh, you know, is also one of the the funner songs to, to to play live. So we've been opening up our set currently with with that song, and uh, there was the second single that we, we we released. It's just like super heavy. Uh, I love Brett's bass lines on it. It's like just the low end is just super present and uh, just adds to the overall beefiness of, of that one. So it's, it's a bruiser for sure. It's, it sums up the vibe, man. It's a, I think for pretty much the first time we were 100% on the same page with everything going into this record as a band. We're like, we're doing this, we're doing this, this should be that. And everything that everybody brought up was like an immediate yes. You know, it's tight. Uh, track six, I'm probably going to say that wrong. So I'm gonna... Van- Vantius? Oh, Vanitas? Vanitas. Yep, Excuse sure. me, I, and I said it wrong. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Vanitas. This is another sort of departure from the Lovecraft theme. Um, although I did use some inspiration, again, from, from Lovecraft's uh, writings in terms of some of, some of the lyrical content. Um, Vanitas is uh, coming from like the Flemish Renaissance. It's essentially a, a still-life painting. Okay. But... It has a uh, macabre element to it, so it, it would be like, let's say, like a like a bowl of fruit, but there'd be like a, like a skull at the same time, like on the table, nice. present or so, or like uh, some sort of depiction of death. Basically, uh, what, 
what the artists were doing with the with Vanitas uh, paintings were sort of showing the futility of, of, of life and like their like earthly delights and like not to sort of care so much about vain this word like the word vanity comes from basically right. like being vain and like and focusing too much on this life because you know that you know you're gonna die and it's gonna be like the afterlife. Um, now whether you believe in an afterlife or not it's it's obviously contemplating one's own mortality is just a super interesting uh, sort of thought experiment to, to have whether you're an atheist or you know deeply religious so that song uh, lyrically is about that right around the time that I was writing those lyrics my, my grandfather had passed away so I think the, the sort of topic of I was very close with him so the topic of, of death and uh, mortality was just kind of you know, on my mind, and right. music is a is an outlet for for all things, whether they're good or bad. That's I think with metal music in particular, it has that that wonderful alchemy of being able to turn negative emotions into something that's hopefully sure. positive, right? No matter how brutal it can be, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. music that people are listening to because they enjoy it, right? So sure. uh, I was able to kind of filter some of those you know negative, um, dark sort of emotions into into a lyrical process that was that was cathartic for me. Um, and, and, and musically it's, it's, it's a different song in the record I feel like it's a necessary part of the album as a whole I think it adds a, a new element to our sound um, and it's actually one of my favorite sort of tracks on the record it's, it just has like a, a different vibe to it but it's, 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 it's moody and it's, I think it, yeah, it brings out a different aspect of our sound I guess awesome yeah, it's it's really cool. Thank you. Um, track seven, I'm gonna let you. Excellent, hello. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, an instrumental track on the record. We always like to have one instrumental track per record, just to kind of break it up um, and, and do something different. Also, when you're writing lyrics, you're, you're thinking, or at least I'm thinking about, you know, uh, verse, chorus structures. Even even if we try to disguise them in different ways, that's still kind of part of my thought process when I'm writing a song with lyrics sure. so when I'm doing an instrumental it's sort of like all bets are off and the structure can be whatever the fuck I want it to be which is just nice and an extra uh, element of freedom when we're when we're writing um, it's the Latin translation is basically from out of nothing so you know where does any sort of idea like when it comes to music come from I and mean, we spend so much time honing our craft but then you know when you sit down to like write a riff or write a song I always find like my best material comes out of like me not thinking about anything in particular and it sure. just kind of hits me from whatever the ether is that it, it comes from nice. so uh, that's kind of my my ode to I guess the creative process and it's 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 certainly a creative song in terms of uh, a song structure it might be one of my favorite instrumental songs I've ever done what about you Brett I would agree with that and uh, I like how it puts you and Dan go to work on that one man it's it's cool the rhythm section when we were doing the rehearsals like everyone's like I need another minute working this part out and uh, I'm like I'll play this song all day long I get to kind of kick it on this one and Ash is like yo me too let's keep going and these guys are just burning so hard yeah, it's difficult yeah. to play on guitar for yeah it's it's really <laughs> tactical but it, it's cool to actually sit on the sit on the pocket pretty hard while these guys are just shredding because I get to really hone in and listen to the ridiculous stuff that they're doing nice. you know without stressing too hard on my yeah. own parts man. That's great. Uh, track nine, Luciferous. Sure, yeah, Luciferous. Um, Said it wrong too. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't even know why I come up with these incredibly tongue twisting. No, no, no. Uh, it's great. It's great. It's just as a, for me, I'm just like, and another one. Doctor West fucks up <laughs> in, front of his, in front of his fans, in front of his people that he looks up to. There'll Thank be you. a quiz after the interview. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Us, yeah. Yeah. The spelling bee as well, and I will fail that too. <laughs> uh, this was sort of. Uh, I like writing using religious iconography 
Well, we, we've done that before on different songs. Communion from our last record and Arbors sure. of the Apocalypse was a song about the four horsemen of the, of the Apocalypse. Um, this one was more about the Garden of Eden. Um, Lucifer, sort of one of the translations of his name is like Lightbringer, right? So there's a certain element uh, in that story when, I, you know, when, you, when you read about the Garden of Eden. Uh, it, it's a it's a strange allegory because they eat from the the the, uh, the tree of knowledge and you know God sort of punishes them for that which is such an interesting uh, you know concept in religion that you'd be punished for for seeking knowledge uh, and in many ways when you look at the Inquisition and like you know rebellion against the church there's there is that element of like you know trying to sort of clamp down on sort of self discovery and just you know you have to sort of follow these these rules and obviously. Uh, metal is a huge middle finger to the status quo in general. Sure. So I wrote that song uh, just sort of about the that that allegory of, of the Garden of Eden, but, but but did it in my my own way. So hopefully it's it's not super heavy handed and is a little bit more. Uh, you can maybe take different meanings from it, I guess, just like any sort of allegory, right? Nice. You know? um, and uh, yeah, Dan wrote that song okay. musically, so. It's. Uh, I think it showcases definitely his his love of, of, of black metal for sure, but also sort of his love of like you know D beat and and uh, you know just sort of like ripping ass like riffs in general. Like that one's like definitely touches on like a lot of bases like stylistically. Um, and this is probably one of those things that only I think about. But on the the, the outro solo, like I've always been a fan of like like rock and some of like like the '80s metal and stuff sure. like that. So like it never really happens in metal, but there's you know it happens all the time in like rock and like in, in like '80s metal where like the the final chorus will come in, but there'll be like a guitar solo underneath it, which like I don't really while often hear on. while it's going on. Huh. So it's like I want to do that with with metal though, and like have this like ripping ass chorus, but then like a, like a guitar solo comes in, and like just for an added extra layer that probably no one else will get but me. Uh, but I'm talking about it now, so maybe some people pick up on it. Like I threw in a couple like gospely style licks so like my most sort of gospel style phrasing on the record is over our most satanic song which I get nice to kick out of yeah <laughs> great it's amazing. that's fun uh, track non a starless darkness sure yeah this is the album closer definitely to me the most epic song on the record um it kind of it kind of has two parts this, this sort of really sort of spacey uh, open First section, uh, the, the the verse riff almost reminds me of something like Isan would write or something like that, okay. and then uh, it's got like sort of this clear sort of pivot where it gets into a more uh, faster, upbeat, aggressive section. Uh, lyrically, this this one doesn't have a Lovecraftian influence either, but at the same time, it has a sort of sci-fi quality to it. So I guess we could kind of put it under that umbrella, like. Sometimes when I I listen to uh, theoretical physicists do podcasts and whatnot, I always find it interesting like how influenced they are by like Star Trek or Star Wars or sci-fi in general. Uh, and a lot of these guys are coming up with I think some of the, the there's a certain imagination behind like theoretical physics, right? Because it's something that you can't prove, but it's just something that like they they sure. can postulate is true based on like math or models that they can sort of generate, you know, using computers, and I think that the kickstarting of that imagination probably what got a lot of those guys into that shit in general was sure. just the love of science fiction, right? Uh, Lovecraft himself actually wanted to be a chemist before he was a writer. It's amazing, I yeah. know that. Um, 
So a star's darkness is is the theoretical uh, uh, the, the concept in the theoretical physics of the heat death of the universe. There's there's kind of two ways uh, scientists postulate. One is that you know there was the big bang, right, and all matter is expanding out, but eventually gravity will will take over and will pull the universe back together, and it will get infinitely and infinitely smaller into like this like supermassive black hole essentially, and then it will combust again and explode, and and life will renew. Um, you know, the kind of concept of how many times have we had this conversation right here? You know, like are we living in this sort of closed infinite loop right. of the big bang, explosion, contraction, and big bang again? Uh, and it just goes on for infinity. However, there's actually no scientific evidence to support that whatsoever. The, the universe isn't contracting like they would expect it would. It's actually expanding right. uh, due to dark energy forces that, 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 and that's a force that they don't actually have any idea like why that exists at all. So the universe isn't contracting, it's expanding, and it's actually accelerating in its expansion. So due to that, you know, scientists are like, oh, we're not going to have another Big Bang, what's actually going to happen is stars are going to get further and further apart, Universe, uh, the galaxies are going to get further and further apart, and eventually stars are going to run out of star fuel and just kind of burn out, uh, and you know, and, you know, trillions of, of years from now, eventually even black holes will lose uh, the radiation that keeps them sort of churning and going, and everything will just become this sort of lightless, frozen graveyard where nothing will ever sort of grow again. Uh, which is super depressing, and I thought it would be a great way to uh, end the sci-fi saga of the Outer Ones with a, uh, a totally dead and lifeless universe that perhaps the Outer Ones will preside over, uh, or they'll move on to a different dimension entirely. So that was my... That's the most brilliant description of a song we've ever had on Phantasm. Yeah. Nothing can top that. It's actually one... No, it's it. seriously, I'm, I'm a huge nerd, so I was just like, oh, that's even cooler that I love this band. Yeah, so that was, that was fantastic. Um, the Outer Ones is available from Metal Blade Records September 28th. Thank you guys so much for this. I really appreciate it.